Seventy-two-year-old Ida Logan was sitting in her rocker on her front porch when the gunman opened fire. She never knew what hit her. Neither did her five-year-old great-granddaughter, Aaliyah Gamble, who was sitting nearby at her red, blue, and yellow plastic play school desk, playing with Legos. In but a few seconds, more than a half-dozen hollow-point nine-millimeter rounds ripped through each of them their bodies performing the death dance that only the gunfire of automatic weapons can orchestrate. Jerking to the staccato of the rat-a-tat-tat of the machine gun, as though keeping time to the pulsating rhythm of a boogie rap tune. To eyewitness Rodney Grimes, the carnage seemed to transpire in slow motion, amid the crimson mist of their splattering blood The bullets seemed to strike the frail old woman and the fragile little girl forever. The dreadful scene was punctuated and made that much more grotesque by Aaliyah's head exploding, bursting like a ripe melon dropped from a high place. The pink halo of her vaporized brain was visible only for an instant, yet the obscene corona seemed to linger for an eternity around what little remained of the back of her neatly braided head. A ghastly image frozen in time and forever emblazoned upon his troubled mind. Rodney Grimes didn't think twice about cooperating with the police. His late father had taught him that evil flourishes when good men do nothing. Rodney Grimes was a good man, wasn't he? He liked to think so. And even if he had not truly been good up to that point, couldn't he be? Could he not rise to the occasion? Evil had been done, and he was compelled to do his part to ensure that the gunman did not go unpunished. It was his duty. Voluntarily, he told the police who arrived first at the scene of the crime that he had witnessed the murders and provided them with a detailed description of the suspect making sure to emphasize that the gunman had long dreadlocks and was very dark-skinned, with unsettling bluish-gray eyes, and described the getaway car, a black late-model Ford Crown Victoria, like a cop car. And later that day, he had assisted Detective John Mayfield, the lead on the case, by accompanying him to the Violent Crimes Branch headquarters, and picking out a photo of a suspect from an array of nine mugshots. He'd also agreed to participate in the viewing of a lineup. Sure, no problem, he'd told the detective. Just let me know. However, the day after the double shooting, the courage of his conviction diminished considerably when he looked up from the Spider-Man comic he was leafing through in the comic book section of the newsstand inside of Iverson Mall, and noticed the killer with a lion's mane of long dreadlocks standing next to him, towering above him. 